Welcome to Stock Odds, Odds and End podcast. I'm Dave Singh here with Rob Friesen, getting ready for the week ahead. Good evening, Rob. How's everything? Not too bad. Um, I was looking at some stuff you're getting prepared, and I noticed uh, Finviz is different than some of the other uh, data providers in terms of uh, what it's saying about where the futures are at. So it tells me that uh, the Dow, the S&P, the NASDAQ, the Russell is all up right now, but that's not the case, is it? No, what do you down at, I, we're down like a quarter of a percent uh, on some of the other sites. So it looks for a little soft weekend, sweet, uh, soft uh, open for tomorrow. Is that uh, in keeping with what would be expected in seasonality this week? What do you have yeah, totally, for uh, totally, uh, mid-month here? Seasonality is expected to do almost half a percent negative. So minus 0.48% for the spider for mid-month seasonality. And especially on Friday, we have a, the options expiration minus 0.8%. So this week is the weakest of the entire month of December, and we look back a couple years as well, and there have been some kind of big drops um, at the same time before. Okay. We've got a big week for economic uh, numbers as well. Um, so season, mid-month season now is from Tuesday, so that's the 9th, and then through the 14th business day, so it goes over um, into the next week a little bit, but... Um, uh, we also have some big economic uh, reports. Why don't you rattle that off right now? Yeah, starting on uh, Tuesday, really, we have a significant one. The core CPI at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. So that's going to let us know how inflation is faring. Is it uh, coming down at all or is it still staying high? And then Wednesday is a very significant day. We have um, the federal funds rate announcement at 2 p.m. Eastern and then uh, Jerome Powell is going to be talking afterwards. So that's probably the biggest mover of the week might be around that. And then Thursday, initial jobless claims and retail sales. And Friday, some manufacturing data. So the themes of the week are going to be um, how is the economy doing, how's inflation um, doing, and also what the Fed's um, stance is going to be. Are they going to remain hawkish, get more hawkish, um, show signs of a pivot? So this is going to be more... Um, macro-driven week than past week. Right. Um, I had a question from a subscriber about the, in the seasonality almanac, um, you know, the relevance of the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday uh, seasonality. And in, you know, my observation over the long sample, they're not um, as powerful as on a, on just a daily basis like that versus the events of say, the last trading day of the month or the first trading day of the new month or expiration, which we have at the end of this week, we have a quarterly expiration. So it should be um, kind of important uh, what symbols are mentioned for the, the long bias and which are mentioned for the short bias. Um, but that being said, if I was to sort of weight the uh, daily seasonality, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, to me, Mondays might be some of the more reliable ones from historically. And if that's the case, then for December here, it says that Mondays are expected to be um, underperforming, like, you know, what would happen on Tuesday or Wednesdays. Now, you got to contrast that, of course, with our economic CPI numbers on this Tuesday and then FOMC announcement on this Wednesday. So anything can happen from, from those major drivers, right? Um, Friday's expiration. Thursday, we have, you know, a little bit of um, unemployment um, report. 
um, and some other things. The Fed actually has some manufacturing and and utilization numbers on Thursday as well. But um, so looking at it just from which day of the week might adhere to that daily seasonality, and I think Mondays might be the the better weight. Um, all right, so going into how we got here Friday, we had a number of weeks that were actually up weeks, and then last week was a down week for our indices. And the Russell was the worst performing, down 5, 5.01%, right, Dave? Correct. Are you there? Okay. Yeah. Um, so okay. Russell performed the worst, um, and it's the third of the four. It's the third worst for the year. Um, Nasdaq's still the worst for the year. But um, I think there's a reason for for that. In one of the list write-ups, I was talking about, you know, tax loss selling, and there's a lot of NASDAQ and and also Russell small cap stuff that is down for the year. And people, you know, want that tax advantage, especially if they have, they've had gains elsewhere. So they might uh, unload that. Um, and so the last day of tax loss selling would be, if I look at the calendar here, um, it would be two days before, because you have to settle by the end of the month, right? So it'd be two days before the end of the month. So the last day uh, would be probably that people would want to leave it to would be Wednesday, the 28th. That being said, most of it gets done in the first two weeks of December, if not three weeks of December. Um, and because Christmas falls on the Sunday, you know, we've got pretty much a full week uh, as the third week, the third full week of December. Um, so I, I could see it taking place this week and possibly even into next week, even though there might be a Santa Claus rally consideration too. You never know. Um, but if this week starts off to look pretty bad, um, or the Fed or the CPI catalysts, you know, add to it, add injury to insult kind of thing, insult to injury, um, I could see that. This the tax loss selling increases because if you're holding something that you said, oh man, I want to I want to unload this and and you know get get the claim for the loss, and you start to see it get worse, wouldn't you be inclined to like I got to dump this thing? Yeah. So I I would say it's the selling could culminate into expiration Friday, um, and then maybe next week could even. The, the week of before Christmas could even be a, a you know rally. It's possible. Um, this kind of reminds me a little bit of of 2018. I think the worst week of 2018 ended on the 21st, um, Friday the 21st. So um, that would have been the third week of, of December as well. Um, whereas this this time it might end in the, at the 16th. But nonetheless, 2018 we had a really bad December. And it happened quite rapidly too. Yeah. I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if this was uh, the case here. And I don't want to scare people. It's just that you have to be ready for the scenarios and try to think about what would be the fundamental reason why. So why did we have a rally in the weeks before this last week? We had a rally because the expectations of maybe the Fed will go a bit easier. 
And then we had a bad week because we got some other numbers that kind of talked a little bit more about the Fed maybe still needing to be aggressive and also recession. Um, and so that that can carry over into this week as well, unless we get again some numbers that say say opposite. But but we had that sort of hopeful. We had a real hopeful rally in October. The Dow had a really great month. We saw some of that hope come through in November for bits and periods. We saw uh, a little bit of a rally uh, as we rolled into December. And then uh, from there, like last week, was a bad week. So um, I, I'm kind of leaning to seasonality this week being true, as you're pointing out, Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that mix, what are some of the favored sectors and the ones that would be softer? What can you see there? Yeah, for mid-month, um, the data says to be longer things like the socks, so chip stocks, the IWM, and biotech, XPI and IBB, <clears throat> while being shorter things like uh, oil, XOP, gold, GDX, XLE, um, and even the staples, XLP, XLI, and real estate, IYR. So that's what the mid-month is showing. And then for the third Friday, it's showing to be longer silver, gold, biotech, IBB, XPI, and shorter pretty much everything else. Financials, tech, KRE, XLK, XLY, XLU, pretty much everything. Even ARC, the ARC funds, QQQ. So that is that day we're expected to have more um, downside anyways, but just a little bit longer, more defensive things like gold. And, and for some reason, biotech is also a little more bullish for that third Friday. So, hmm. well, I mean, there's a discrep- there's a discrepancy there when, you know, talking about maybe some further tax loss selling in the small caps. And yet IWM is supposed to perform a little bit better, like actually a slightly positive where the yeah. S&P and the, and the NASDAQ is supposed to be negative for the mid-month seasonality. So we have a bit of a discrepancy there. Now, if, if uh, the SPY and NASDAQ's down significantly, it could pull the IWM down with it, even though the seasonality is slightly better for it. Um, yeah. So that's just context, right? Yep. Okay. Um, any other groups that you can see uh, that you didn't mention? Or? Not on there, but oil is pretty significant, right? We had a huge drop in the past week in oil. And for seasonality, it's expected to be a bit softer, too, for mid-month and for the um, third third Friday as well. So we have three things lined up. It's come down like 10% the past week, right? Yeah, the whole energy complex was down 7.35% for the week, yeah, right? Huge week huge. down. And we've but, you know, it's in, the- in, in, in looking at that, though, that's interesting because it's kind of a, an example of mean reversion in process, right? Mm-hmm. So for the one year, like for 2022 relative performance, energy is, even after last week, is still up 33%. Mm-hmm. So communications is down 37. Cyclical is down 33. Technology is down 30. Real estate's down 23, mm-hmm. and energy's still up 33. So when you look at it like that, uh, you know, is there some profit taking in some of these stocks? 
that's starting to contribute to it now. You know, it's it's different when you look at oil futures mm-hmm. and the oil related equities and how they've performed. Don't get don't get them confused. Uh, I know that many people when we hear, oh, oil futures are down, you automatically think that your stocks are down. The stocks have performed really well. I mean, this is an example. What's inside energy? What are the symbols in there? You know, I can pre- bring up the list right now that's that's listed in that whole group. And uh, let's see, technical here. I'll sort it, actually go valuation, sort it by market cap. Um, so you've got Exxon, right? Uh-huh. Chevron, Shell, Conoco, BP, EOG, Schlumberger, PBR, Oxy. I mean, these are all stocks in there. What have they done? What's their performance? Year to date, Exxon's up 69%. Uh Chevron, 43%. Shell, 28%. Conoco, 56%. Schlumberger, 56%. Oxy, 115%. MPC, 66%. Do you see my see my point here that oil futures have declined substantially from the highs which were near getting close to 140 a barrel and we're down 70 so they've been cut in half but the stocks themselves they've done something completely different and we're getting right now a mean reversion in the equities so we've been in our top 10 list, for example, it curated it for us. We didn't really have a decision in there. It just came spit it out. But it was, you know, short a number of these oil names last couple of days. And and so when I thought about it, I thought, well, that's it's kind of risky when the oil futures down so low. But then I went and looked at the stocks themselves and they're just coming down from their highs. So mm-hmm. Exxon was down 5.75% for the week which is just a little bit more than for the month so far, because we had a two days, uh, you know, de- December 1st and 2nd. But for the year, it's still up 69%. Mm-hmm. So, so this is the thing. There's still plenty of room for these equities to have profit-taking hit them. And so I'm, I'm, I'm more comfortable with if the algorithm brings up more of these names. They've just been so bit up throughout the year that uh, they have a lot of premium to come out. So, Well, I mean, you know, Oxy, we know Warren Buffett was buying Oxy and stuff like that. I mean, it's up 115% for the year. Uh, you know, are people going to go, well, maybe, you know, some people might say, well, I'm going to hold the bad stuff because it'll come back next year and I'll take profits on my, you know, stuff that is performed. So there's that too. Could take some profits. Um, you know, so it's, it's going to be interesting, but, uh, but you got to look at that context. What has it done for the year? What are the groups that are up a lot? What are the groups that are down a lot? And this becomes extremely important when we go into January, um, you know, because a lot of times you get the stuff that really got beat up might spring back in January and the things that really performed well this year might be sold in January too, you know, so just, uh, keep that in mind. But uh, I hope that puts some perspective on it, that, you know, we've had such a divergence in the equities performance 
in the energy group versus the futures. And when you come into seasonality window, if it says that, you know, uh, XOP and, and uh, say, uh, XLE, if, if they're showing that they should be soft in the seasonality window, well, what's your starting point? Your starting mm -hmm. point in, in the big picture is still pretty good. But maybe on on a weekly, some of it got away from you. I mean, you 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 missed a bunch of profit already from being short because it already ran. Well, is there more to come? Potentially, yes. You know, on a probability basis, I would say probably more to come. Right. Uh, anything else? Um, no, I mean. Oh, I, mean, I want to talk a little bit about China uh, because because like. Web is up 80% since the October low. Now, what happened? What was the October low? So it was October the 24th, I believe. We had um, Z, uh, you know, again, dictator for life, basically, right? <laughs> President for life. Um, he uh, he got uh, his second term and a really strong, really obviously strong cabinet and so on. So we had all of the uh, China ETFs and uh, his stocks gap down a gap gap down huge. I mean, uh -huh. uh, what it was uh, on average, maybe fifteen percent or more. Um, so that October low, and then from that, you know, um, these these symbols have really rallied. So, you know, uh, you got to kind of look at that that context. So even though we had the lockdowns were continuing, and cases were still rising. The stocks did have a pretty good comeback tour from that low. Uh, and now you were kind of on the fence a little bit after that level of performance because they are starting to loosen up things. Um, and there's been a lot of protests and, th and things. They even burnt down all their, you know, uh, testing centers and stuff <laughs> in some areas. <laughs> it's it's like so the unrest. but And so the, the, the restrictions are being relaxed a little bit, but cases are rising. So it wouldn't surprise me if, if you know, I mean, either, either it's going to continue to be opened up or it's going to slam the door shut. And if it, if it slammed it shut, I think some of these stocks would reverse course. So just keep that in mind with your China, um, China stuff. Okay. And you may want to just not have exposure. Like sometimes when you're doing S&P 500 stocks, they are, they are Chinese companies that are listed on the, on the exchanges and, and they can get caught in the, you know, rally or the downdraft. So just keep that in mind. You can screen by country. Some of these are up 50% on the month. Yeah, I'm well, I mean, the web, which is the internet <clears throat> ETF, is up 80% since the October low. And yeah. then, you know, that kind of went first. And, uh, and and it's a little bit of a safer bet when you look at the ETFs to get into on a rally than, than going in stock picking. But once the ETF sort of gains some traction, then um, some of the stocks say, me too, me too, and then they, they rally, and they rally late, and they rally strong. And we, we definitely saw that uh, this last week. So, um, and that's the, the difference, you know, look at, look at how China's performed uh, for the week versus uh, how the S&P and NASDAQ and Russell did for the week, uh, a tale of two different things, right? Yeah. So anyway, I think we'll wrap it up with that. Hope that helps a little bit. All right. Good luck. All right. Thanks, Dave. Thanks. Bye-bye.